Welcome to the second season of the Gutsy Health Podcast with Shanique Roney and Gina Warfel, where we share uncomplicated, practical, and affordable wellness education so you can be a self-healing champion. This episode is brought to you by the Gutsy Health Membership Program, a program that gives you inexpensive tools and resources to heal your mind, body, and soul. Visit our website at mygutsyhealth.com. Hey, you guys, welcome back to the Gutsy Health Podcast. Today, I want to talk about one, I'm flying solo. I don't have my co-host Gina. She's on a lot of vacations over the next few weeks. And so hopefully she'll tell us about them. But today I kind of want to talk about how to expedite healing and how to heal in a very specific order to get the biggest bang for your buck. When I was going through one, I've been through Graves disease. I reversed that in myself eight years ago or in seven years ago. And then I, if, as some of you know, I shared this in a podcast like a couple months ago that I was very, very ill and I wasn't sure what was happening. It was a very, very scary time in my life where I was suffering from neurological issues, from visual disturbances. My left eye just, I was kind of losing vision in my left eye to tremors in certain parts of my body, like my neck and what felt like my brainstem. I was having panic attack after panic attack, worst brain fog of my life. I couldn't retain anything. Children, my kids would ask me questions and I just didn't know what they were asking. And that was very scary, right? And so from extreme brain fog to this like headiness, like it just felt like my brain was on fire. It was like inflamed and it just felt like there was pressure in my brain. And it was a very scary time in my life and I was able to get through that. And I kind of want to give you guys the formula and how to heal really big things, right? Or even little things like this is kind of like the roadmap to healing, kind of like the order of healing, but like a little bit different, right? Like, yeah, follow the order of healing. But when you want to incorporate treatments and supplements, like here's some extra tips because a lot of you guys are seeing doctors and you're seeing health experts and you're trying to find answers from everyone. And you feel like you're even in the holistic world, like you're stuck in this merry-go-round, right? Like you get better and then you go back and then you get better and then you go back. And so I want to ask you if you're doing your healing in these steps and in this order. So the order is this mindset is number one always, always mindset. Then is nutrition. Nutrition's number two, then supplementation and then treatments. Now, what I see is people bypass step one and two and they go straight to supplements and treatments. You can't bypass step one and two, which is mindset and nutrition. You just can't. And I'm going to explain this to you. So if you are consulting a doctor right now, if you have health issues and you are jumping straight into supplementation or medications or some kind of treatment like IV treatment or whatever, you know, like ozone sauna or hyperbaric, because that's what we have at our office. Are you bypassing nutrition and mindset? And if you are, stop, stop, finish this podcast and just hear me out for a second, because I want you to focus and really dial in your mindset and your nutrition before you ever go to supplements and treatments. The first two steps, mindset and nutrition, are the intrinsic factors that you have control over and that are the biggest moving. These two things are going to move the needle bigger than anything, right? But if you are using extrinsic factors to outsource your healing, like supplementation and treatments, rarely are you going to find healing answers there. Rarely. And here is why. Okay. Let's start with mindset. In order for a body to heal, you have to have a nervous system and a mindset that is in alignment with healing. There's two nervous systems. You have fight or flight, which is the sympathetic nervous system. And this 
nervous system is activated when we are stressed or scared or feel threatened. And in this nervous system, powers your body to basically run, right? And so cortisol, which is the stress hormone, is pumping through your veins and you have the ability and the stamina now to run away. Let's say you're being chased by a bear. Your sympathetic nervous system turns on, cortisol is coursing through, your blood sugar is like spiking and your body is ready to run away super fast to preserve yourself. That is a sympathetic nervous system. Then you have the parasympathetic nervous system, which is rest and digest and heal. All right, literally rest, digest, heal. 80% of healing happens when we're sleeping and we're resting, right? And so that's kind of a big deal. It's a big number. So rest and digest and heal. Do you think that when you're in this sympathetic state of fight or flight and you're doing treatments and you're taking supplements that your body is actually going to heal? Do you really think that's going to happen? If your nervous system is wired for fight and flight, and that means you have a lot of cortisol pumping through your veins, blood sugar is irregular, you can't really rest or anything. Like, is healing really going to happen with that system turned on in your body? No, it's not. The chemical cascade that's happening in your body is to help you run from a bear, but the majority of us are constantly in fight or flight. And you know, the fight or flight system was only meant for short periods of time, like when you, your life is in danger, but because of how we live these days, like our fight or flight system is on constantly, constantly. And, and it wasn't designed to do that. And so it's like revving your engine to just drive 10 miles down the road, right? Like you don't want to be in like fifth gear. You want to be in first gear, right? But you're driving 10 miles an hour and like fifth gear or something, you're going to break the engine. It's not going to work properly. Maybe I had the gear thing the wrong way around, but you get what I'm saying. So you want to, if you are embarking on any healing journey, you have to make sure the right nervous system is turned on. And that is your parasympathetic nervous system, rest and digest and heal. Now there are certain things, there are certain factors that turn these systems on and off. A lot of it has to do with one, the stories we tell ourselves. And those stories are often based in past experiences and traumas. And so two, it's our daily practices. Like what are we inviting into our consciousness? Is it the news? Do you watch the news a lot? Do you scroll Instagram and see things that provoke some kind of intense response in you? Or even like a Debbie Downer response where you're like, oh, you feel depressed because so-and-so looks so much happier than you or whatever. Like what media are you ingesting into your consciousness that is activating it or deactivating it, right? What practices are you doing every day to get yourself into the parasympathetic state? Are you doing yoga? Are you doing light exercise? Are you doing deep breathing? Are you grounding outside? There's a lot of things to help us with the parasympathetic state. But in my experience, and this is just my experience, a lot of people that are not feeling good cannot get out of sympathetic dominance. They just can't. And they have a lot of health triggers. So let's say they have a flare up. They are super triggered and they go into kind of like this emotional and mental spiral. And that emotional and mental spiral actually activates more sympathetic dominance and activates more inflammation in their body. And then they get sicker, right? And so if you are trying, let's say you skip mindset, right? And you're sympathetic dominance and you're doing supplements and treatments. Are you going to get better? And the answer is probably not. So we can't skip mindset. Now people are like, well, I try to do the yoga and I try to do this and I try to do that. This is where I like to bring out big guns. So in my own experience this past year, 
when I had all these weird chronic inflammatory response syndrome things happening, I realized I need big guns. I was having panic attack after panic attack after panic attack. I was becoming catatonic. I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to have to put me in a mental institution. I'm going to be disabled. Someone's going to have to raise my kids. Like it was bad. And I was like, no amount of yoga, no amount of walking in the mountains is going to put this mental fire out. I needed ketamine. And ketamine is one of those things that really, really, really like turns the needle in healing and mental health which is why I'm bringing it into my clinic this next month. I'm so excited to open up my ketamine clinic soon. Like my goal is to have it open by October 1st, 2022. So I am psyched. I'm so psyched about this. But I realized in my own healing, I was like, I need help. I need mental help because I cannot heal when my nervous system is so activated. I could actually feel my symptoms get worse every time I was in a mental spiral. And so maybe for some, and I highly recommend this, especially for people that are dealing with like Lyme and cancer, like these very traumatic kind of diagnoses, diagnoses, sorry, (laughs) wrong word. I highly recommend people do ketamine to just really help re-regulate their nervous system. It's kind of like this weighted blanket on your brain, right? Where it just calms down all the stories and the, like, and it actually helps you process PTSD and traumas and helps your body release that energy from you. Because, you know, where thoughts go, energy flows and energy manifests itself as dis-ease and dysfunction in the body. And so you want to release that, but you can't release that if your brain is creating it, right? And your brain creates it because of your past experiences. And so ketamine is one of those things, ketamine and EMDR therapy, you guys, they're so powerful and I love them. And there's other therapies that are similar to like brain, there's like brain mapping and there's all these other things. But ketamine for me, I have just seen miracles happen with ketamine and it works fast too. Like it works so fast, right? Like six sessions in three weeks, like, yes, please. Do you want a new brain in three weeks? Absolutely. Absolutely. I do. I want a brain that is no longer in a sympathetic dominant state. I want a brain in a parasympathetic state, right? Let's throw some ketamine at it. Ketamine absolutely turns the table and it turns the needle and it turns it fast for people so that they can heal and repair and get their mind in alignment with healing again, right? If your mind is not in alignment with healing, it is going to trigger your body to be in a fight or flight response, which wears and tears your body and creates more dis-ease and dysfunction. You cannot heal a body when your mind is not in alignment with healing. It's not going to happen. So get your mind right first. All right. If you are going to a doctor and they want to sell you this like really expensive treatment plan, make sure your mind is in alignment with healing before you embark on that because your mind and your stress response will sabotage any of the progress that treatment plan is going to provide you potentially. Right. So mindset's number one. Number two is nutrition. So I kind of want to use this analogy of a burning building. Pretend your body is a building and there's a fire in it right? That fires the inflammation, that fires the disease. It's the dis-ease. It's the dysfunction that's happening. So in order to get rid of this big fat fire burning in this building, you want to use as many hoses as possible, right? And there's some big hoses and small hoses and medium hoses. And so you're going to want the big hoses first, the ones that really, really make a difference. And so you're going to go for the big hoses first. Big hoses for inflammation is nutrition, nutrient-dense foods nutrient-dense food. That's like vegetables, right? Above ground vegetables, leafy greens, fruits, proteins, healthy fats, 
like things that are really rich in vitamins, minerals, antioxidants. Like these are the big hoses that put out the fire. But there's a caveat because there's foods that actually throw gasoline on the fire. And so that's like sugar and that is, that's processed foods and that's glyphosate and that's wheat and it's, you know, soy. And it's like, like we all know what the, hopefully we all know what the inflammatory foods are, processed whatevers coffee and oof, I love coffee, but it's gasoline. So we have this fire burning in our building, right? Are you going to want to get the big water hoses to get the fire out? Or are you going to throw buckets of gasoline on this fire and make it worse? Obviously you want the hoses. So make sure your nutrition is on point. And so now, now let's say you are following my protocol here, mindset check, nutrition check. Okay, great. We have, let's say 10 fire, big fire hoses on this burning building. Right. And rarely are you throwing gasoline on it. Like, let's say you go out on a Saturday and you eat some ice cream, you know, like a little bit of gasoline. But for the most part, that whole week, you're just throwing water on this fire. Perfect. Amazing. Nutrition is crucial for healing. You can't heal without nutrition. Like you can't heal because your food has the building blocks necessary. Like, let's say you're rebuilding your house. You need materials for it, right? Like the materials you need to build your body back to healthy healing states are contained in fruits and vegetables, right? Those are the healing building blocks right there. Proteins, they're contained in proteins and healthy fats, healthy proteins and healthy fats, right? There's a difference. There's a difference there. So make sure you are eating your materials that not only put out the fire, but rebuild the building that got burnt down in the first place, all right? And then we go on to step three, which is supplementation, right? So supplementation is phenomenal. I don't not love supplementation. Supplementation is like five to 10 water hoses that are medium size, right? Medium to small. There's still, it's still water. And remember, this is a big fire in your building. We want as many hoses as possible, but we go for the big hoses first, the nutrition hoses, the big, big, like they, they're beefy, tons of water coming out of them, like just gushing everywhere. And then the supplementation is like the medium to small size hoses. There's five of them. We will absolutely take that, right? Because they can only hit certain areas that the big hoses might not be able to hit, right? So we absolutely want supplementation. Let's turn this around for a second. Let's say you have this burning building, right? Like fires just out of control. And you go for the medium to small hoses first. Like what? Why would you do that, right? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And then this fire is so big and the water is actually not as significant as we were hoping and the fire is getting worse and worse. And we're saying, but why isn't the water working? Like I have my hoses on it. Why am I not getting better? This is why, because supplementation is to not replace nutrition. You can't replace nutrition. Nutrition is a big dude. Like nutrition holds its own weight. Nutrition is a beefy hose times 10, right? You don't want to replace those big hoses with the small hoses. You don't want to do it. You want all of them working at the same time. So let's again, go back to the analogy of someone who's sick and they go to a doctor and the doctor's like, here's some supplementation. Did they talk to you about the big beefy hoses in the first place? Did they talk to you about nutrition, right? If they didn't, like you're probably wasting your time and your money right? Investing in the small hoses. Why would you invest in the small hoses when the big BV hoses are right over there? Like invest in your nutrition first and nutrition's hard too. We want to outsource our power to supplements and treatments because it's easy. I can throw money at that and have no accountability. That's easy. But when it comes to the nutrition, the big beefy hoses, that takes a lot more time and mental energy, 
right? Like we actually have to change our culture around food. We have to change our taste buds. Food is addicting. Like we are all addicts. You listening to this podcast right now, you are an addict to sugar, right? We all are. If we weren't, it'd be easy to just cut it out of our lives and just be like, yeah, I'm going to eat vegetables for the rest of forever. But hardly anyone does that, right? Unless they're very, very desperate. But like, it's really hard to make that intrinsic change in ourselves and our relationship to food because food isn't just food. Food is culture. Food is comfort. Food is emotional. Food is cultural, right? Because it makes so much sense to just go for the bigger, beefier hoses, right? Like, duh. But it's more complicated than that. So if you find yourself jumping from doctor to doctor to doctor, looking for that perfect supplement that's going to fix you, maybe think on this analogy for a second and be like, wait a second. Am I trying to pretend that these medium to small hoses are really big, beefy hoses and now I'm disappointed in the outcome? ask yourself that hard question. And then ask yourself, is my doctor talking to me about the big beefy hoses? And I hope these analogies are translating. Otherwise people are going to be very confused and I'm sorry. I don't have Gina to tell me like, yeah, that makes sense. It makes sense in my brain. So don't outsource your healing to just supplementation alone. Follow this order mindset first, get your nervous system and your mind in alignment to heal so that all the chemical like cascading events that happen in your body are for healing and repairing and not fight or flight and inflammation. Two, are you eating your big beefy hoses? <laughs> like, are you eating your nutritionally dense food that puts out fires and rebuilds the building again? All right. Step three, are you supplementing with the smaller, medium sized hoses to help put that fire out faster and to get into areas? that maybe the bigger hoses can't get into. And what I mean by that is like some supplementation, you need to like clean out parasites and clean out yeast and clean out all that stuff. Like you sometimes just need that to help you clean it out, right? So are you supplementing with the smaller hoses to help pull that fire, that burning to help get rid of the fire, right? And then last but not least is treatments. So if you are doing all this other work your treatments should work for you. They will absolutely speed up the momentum of your healing. This is when I love treatments. One, when someone's inflammation is rampant. Let's compare two different buildings. Building A, massive fire, ginormous. It's like, in, like the whole building is about to fall down, right? Building two, small fire just in the lobby. Like it takes some water and it, like it's out in an hour, right? It's contained, it's out in an hour. Let's go back to building A big, big beefy fire. Like it's really scary. If anyone has ever watched a burning building before and watched firemen work, they are literally there for hours upon hours upon hours. Like they could be putting out a fire with hoses for about 12 hours. And you're like, why isn't the fire going down? What's happening? Like, it doesn't look like anything is happening. What's actually happening is the work that they're doing is to just slow down the momentum of the fire. That's it. Because that fire, like it just grows and grows and grows and grows, 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 grows. Like it starts off small. And then it's, if anyone's ever seen something like a fire start, it's very slow in the beginning. And then it just kind of like all of a sudden it's like out of control, right? It just picks up the momentum. What the firemen are doing with building A is slowing down that freaking momentum. It's like a snowball effect. That's the same in your body. Like we have these snowball effects of inflammation. Like if you have rampant inflammation in your body, 
you're going to use a lot of water to just slow down that momentum of inflammation. It could take months to just slow down and halt that inflammation before you start seeing the healing and the repairing happen, right? And so this is where treatments come in handy. One, when you have a lot of inflammation, when you're building A, yeah, we need to outsource some more hoses, right? We need some pretty big beefy hoses, like maybe even bigger than the nutrition hoses, but the nutrition hoses are still very, very vital. Maybe as big as the nutrition hoses, right? So we want, we like, this is a big building. Like we need more than 20 hoses. We need like 50 hoses. So that's when treatments come in. Treatments can be an extra 10 hoses, an extra 20 hoses, and an extra 50 hoses, depending on the treatment, right? I always say hyperbaric and ketamine, they're like 50 hoses. Like ozone therapy, that's like 30 hoses. It's a lot of added help, but you have to do the other work first. Maybe it's not that many hoses. Let's, let's say it's like around 10 to 20 extra hoses, right? So we need those extra hoses. We need to outsource extra hoses, when the fire is really big and we're trying to slow down that momentum, because sometimes the nutrition and the supplements isn't enough to slow down the momentum. We need more. And my own personal experience, the momentum of fire in my body and inflammation was so rapid. I was scared. I was literally scared. And I was like, I will do all the hoses necessary. I was prepared to fly out of state to do treatments. Luckily I didn't because again, hyperbaric works. And it's funny because this is so funny. This is a fun story. I was talking with my friend Shannon Rose and I was telling her about my health issues and she was telling me about this like amino acid therapy in Kansas. Like they do IVs for eight hours every day for two to three weeks and it's about a thousand bucks a day, right? And I was like, okay, I guess I have to do that. And she's like, honey, you have three hyperbaric chambers. You know that, right? And I was like, yes. And she's like, and you know the research around it, right? And I'm like, yes. And she's like, why aren't you doing them? <laughs> I was like, you're right. I just need to be patient. She's like, yeah, you know, the magic number is 40, right? And I was like, I know I'm just impatient. And she's like, just do it. She's like, just do your chambers and you're going to feel like a different person in one to two months. She was absolutely right. Absolutely right. Like, and again, the research is solid around hyperbaric, right? And so like big, big beat for me, I needed big beefy, like watering hoses on my building, right? And I needed to make sure that when it came to the nutrition, I wasn't throwing gasoline on my fire and other things that are gasoline, food and stress, food and stress are massive gasoline feeders to that fire. Right? So be careful again, but if you get your mindset, right, you're no longer throwing gasoline on that fire because your mindset is in alignment for healing. But when it's not in alignment for healing, you're throwing gasoline on that fire and that fire is getting worse. All right. Same with nutrition. Are you throwing good water, good, healthy food in your body? Or are you throwing gasoline in your body? in the form of sugar and processed foods, right? And inflammatory oils. Then supplementation. I did the perfect aminos, vitamin B. I did magnesium. I did cell core, adrenal cocktail. Man, that stuff saves my life every time. So I was doing some supplementation. And then the treatments. I was doing the treatments every day to just get this fire down as fast as possible. And then I also added cryotherapy. I added to get the inflammation. Again, because if you want to fight fire with water, like, or ice, like I literally iced my body to get my inflammation down as much as possible to get momentum on my side. So it was like throwing big fat buckets on the building every day. And after a month, I felt completely different person. My healing improved 80 to 90%. And I couldn't believe it. And my brain was even better than before, like even better than before. Let's go back to you guys. If you are dealing with health issues and you go to a doctor and they're promising you supplements and treatments that cost a lot of money, 
are you looking upstream first? Are you looking at your mindset? Are you asking the doctor, well, what are we going to do about my stress though? And my cortisol, like, do we have a plan for that? Like, do we have a plan to get my mind in alignment with healing? So when I have a reaction to a treatment, am I going to go back into sympathetic dominance or am I going to be able to like breathe through it and realize this is all part of the process? So that, and then nutrition, are you eating gasoline and pouring more gasoline on the fire in your body? Okay. And you guys, I think that's it. Make sure that if you are embarking on some healing journey that you're doing it, maybe if this resonates with you again, like check in with yourself, if this resonates with you, make sure that you try to follow it and like take some pearls of wisdom here that resonate with you and utilize it in your own healing journey and ask yourself like, why am I just doing supplements and treatments when I should be doing these other things as well? Let me use an example of Lyme. I remember back in the day, and this is how I kind of came up with this protocol, right? These, this healing protocol. Back in the day when we worked with a lot of Lyme people, we have this like solid, solid protocol for Lyme. It's like rad. It's so rad. And if you follow it, you will start herxing. And people would do really, really well because hyperbaric is very healing. It heals up a lot of the dysfunction and damage that the Lyme has created in the body. But the herxing still happens on the side. And so there's good days and bad days. And Lyme people would do so well and then they'd have a bad day and they were so triggered. They're like, everything's coming back. And it would trigger them into this fight or flight response. And then they'd be like, no, I'm getting worse. I'm getting worse. It's like, no, give yourself a few weeks. Like you're going to circle back. Right. And then they'd be like, oh yeah, you're right. That was just a herx. I was just triggered. I was just activated. Right. Wouldn't it be so lovely? Like in these cases where you herx and instead of going into that, I'm getting sick again, you actually lean into it. You're like this, everything's in divine order. Like my body is healing right now. This is a healing response. This isn't a sick response. But in order to heal, you have to find safety in your body. And a lot of people with Lyme don't have safety in their body. People with cancer don't have safety in their body. So it's hard to heal that you don't feel safe in, right? It's hard to be in alignment with healing when you don't feel safe. And so if you are someone dealing with health issues like Lyme, cancer, you know, going back to my own case, I knew that was number one. I knew I embarked on this healing journey. I wonder too, and I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but if I didn't do the ketamine and cryotherapy, would I have healed? I don't think I would have. I think my own triggers and my stress and my cortisol would have sabotaged any of the healing work the hyperbaric would have done for me. I know that for a fact. I know I wouldn't have gotten any momentum in my healing. I would have been like two steps forward, two steps back, two steps forward, two steps back. And I would have been like, this isn't working. Well, of course it's not working. The hyperbaric is just trying to undo the inflammatory response that I put myself in that day with the amount of cortisol that was coursing through my body. Right. And so hopefully that kind of puts things into perspective as far as like why sometimes treatments work for some people and not others. Right. It's just because of this order. It's because of, you know, what is your mind telling your body to, how's your mind telling your body to react in an inflammatory state or a rest and digest and heal state. Right. If you can get the brain, which is, you know, your brain is your, it's the circuit. It's the, it's the thermostat, right? Your brain literally tells your body how to react and how to act. And so get the thermostat to work in a space for healing and your body will heal. And then you can use these other bigger guns to speed up your healing process. Oh, this is what I wanted to say. When else is treatment really great? Like using treatments, like, cause maybe you just want to do mindset and nutrition and supplements, right? And that will work for a lot of people. But if you want to accelerate healing and speed it up, yeah, that's when you want to incorporate treatments. Because remember when you are starting a healing protocol, a lot of people ask, well, how long does it take to heal? And I'm like, well, it could take six to 12 months. 
right? And people get really, really frustrated with that answer. You could speed that up, that timeline up with treatments. So why not, right? Why not? If you want to make it a three-month process, yeah, add treatments to that if you if you feel like it. All right, you guys, I hope this was helpful. I hope this was like a fun little crash course on like how to heal. Just to give you guys where I'm at, I feel great. I'm running my company again. I'm doing podcasts again, as you can tell. I'm, I'm a functional parent again. Um, I still have about like 10 to 20% of symptoms sometimes when my cortisol is high and I'm stressed and I'm not eating. Like when my blood sugar is high or low, my symptoms get worse. When my cortisol is high, I get I, my symptoms get a little bit worse, but I'm very, very functional and I'm retaining information and my memory's better than it has been in like years. I'm actually thinking of starting up classes again. Last year I started, <laughs> this is a funny story. I started up my, I'm in a mass nutrition therapy course right now and I haven't done it for two years. And I enrolled right after Tristan died and I actually failed the class because I couldn't reach, I've never failed anything in my entire life. And I was like, uh, I can't retain the information. I can't, I missed the exam. Like it was ridiculous. And now I'm like retaining information. I'm like, yeah, I think I'm, I, I think I'm ready to start up classes again and do trainings again. And so it's been really great. I feel like my brain is better than it has been over the past few years. Is it better than pre-cancer? No, <laughs> it's not anywhere close to pre-cancer brain, but you know, like it's, it's been a long road and I'm giving myself a lot of grace for that. And so you guys, I hope this was helpful. If you have friends or family that are struggling on their healing journeys and they just don't feel like they're getting any momentum, show them this episode and like have them understand what it takes to get momentum, what it takes to get momentum on your side when it comes to healing, um, because they might be doing things in the wrong order. And if you do things in this order, I promise you momentum will be on your side, right? It'll be like swimming downstream when it comes to healing versus trying to swim upstream when it comes to healing. So hopefully this makes sense. Hopefully this was eye-opening for you guys. And if you are like a practitioner or something, trying to explain this to your clients, right? Trying to explain this to your patients and hopefully it'll hit home for them too. You guys, thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Gutsy Health Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and learned a lot from this episode. For more updates, follow us on Instagram at Gutsy Health Podcast. 